What if we could show you how to create an additional income stream that feels inspiring to you and leverages not only off your passions, but your zone of genius? Head over to babesinbusiness.net forward slash side hustle to download our free side hustle guide, a 40 page guide where we help you not only come up with your business idea, but help you set your rate, find your potential customers, help make your first few sales, come up with your point of difference, and ensure you have a profitable business that you can scale to create a life and career by design. Babes Talking Business, our podcast, is the sister brand to Babes in Business. It's our passion project geared towards female entrepreneurs, professional women, side hustlers, those with a day job, and those full-time mamas striving to build their empire on the side, whether it's a traditional or non-traditional business, investments, startup, companies, or online social media influence. Our podcast is a safe place where women can be vulnerable, honest, and tune in to be educated and supported to learn about the ins and outs of business, the highs and lows, and feel comfortable to talk about finances and multiple streams of income, along with the lingo that often comes with it that intimidates and prevents a lot of us women from approaching these subjects altogether. We not only mentor and encourage fellow entrepreneurs tuning in to build their own successful businesses, but teach them how to build confidence in themselves, reconnect with their why, let go of jealousy, and ultimately learn the power in connection because at the end of the day, that is what life and business is all about. This is a no BS podcast where we are committed to showing you what really happens behind the scenes of businesses' pretty highlight reels. So you can be reassured you are not the only one in the trenches and we can hopefully empower you with ideas on how to run your life and business in a way that feels energizing, inspiring and authentic to you and your mission. We are your hosts. I'm Shani Thompson and one of my biggest passions and missions in life is to revolutionize the way that women create abundance, to show you you can really have it all and create your next level wildest dreams whilst being in a total state of ease and flow. I'm a blogger, a coach and mentor to thousands of women around the world, a professional network marketer, a course creator and above all, I'm just your everyday girl next door. And I am Lauren Kerr. I'm a published author, life and mindset coach, and professional network marketer. When I was studying my psychology degree, I stumbled across the term life above zero, which became my personal and professional mission to inspire others to create a life that they love instead of just settling for mediocrity and just doing what society expects you to do. I love helping women find clarity and fulfillment in their lives, relationships, and careers. So... On that note, let's talk business. We are having an off-the-cuff conversation, conversation, discussion about leadership. Yes. Because it's been an interesting year in leadership for both you and I. We've both had some very different experiences and very interesting experiences (laughs) over the years. But I felt like this year in particular, I don't know, something's like really shifted in both of us. I think we're just... Yeah, it's been an interesting year, but I think a massive part of business is leadership, whether you've got a team, whether you've got staff. And this year, because it has been such a crazy time, if you have team or you've got staff, people have been yeah. wanting to be led. Yeah, And so um, I think leadership doesn't get taught. Like, it's not like you go to school and leadership no. is taught. Some of us just have natural leadership abilities, and it's 
what do they say? It's in times like these leaders are born, but what's the actual saying? I never know. Like said, Wh- um, leaders are born in winter. Yeah, that saying. Because mm-hmm. I feel like this year has been an interesting year, but because of the crazy times, it's made us having to step into and I guess a level of leadership that we we haven't had to be in before. Yeah, it's been uncomfortable. There's been a lot of growth, and I think as well like. Um, if you can hear snoring in the background, it's Hozzy. <laughs> She's, uh, I feel like every episode we have to apologize for our French bulldogs. <laughs> well, at least only one of them. I was going to bring French, my Frenchie, but that would have been really loud to look. It's just one. Yeah, it's just one you have to deal with today. Um, I think I said it in a previous episode. Um, one of the questions I had for my coach at the moment was, how do I get better at leadership? Like that's been a really big focus for me. I've shifted the whole way I do business at the beginning of 2020. I decided to like, I really liked the sound of being a leader of leaders. Like up until that point, I had just been trying to like lead a team of people and kind of look out for myself. And that kind of shifted for me this year. I put a big focus um, in particular in our business on our up and rising leaders so my question for my coach was like how do I be better at that and he just said there is no like (laughs) there's no manual you just have to suck at it first you have to be really bad at it to get really good at it so I feel like I've definitely sucked I mean I've been in this business for five years now and I can confidently say that I think I'm a good leader but I've definitely made mistakes along the way I think that's just part of the human experience, though. Even good leaders make mistakes. Yeah. And, like, as we're reflect, like, as we're thinking of doing this podcast on our lessons in leadership, I was thinking about, like, just that saying that we always have, like, every level, there's a new devil. Mm. And I was reflecting on our, I guess, our journey in leadership, and it has felt like that. It feels like as soon as you get comfortable, you've got to learn something, and then I just think there's been, I can actually, it feels like when I look back on the last five years, I can tangibly see those steps as well in leadership. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like that when you look back, you can see, oh, like I had to quantum leap from there. Or there's yeah. a really uncomfortable leadership like lesson there that helped me transcend to there. Yeah. There's been, yeah, I can definitely go back and pinpoint like what feels like a big step up, like a giant step, like a step for giants. <laughs> That's how I see it in my head. Like there's this huge mammoth of a step and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to climb this. Yeah. And then step by step you get there. Well, maybe that's how we can go. Like, maybe let's step, let's go from when we started in business and maybe we can reflect on our biggest steps in leadership because yeah. there'll be different pivots along the way. Mm-hmm. And what was the lesson that we learned from that that we can maybe pass on to people who are listening to this? I mean, maybe in that level of leadership that we were in or maybe the current one that we're navigating. Yeah. The first one that comes to mind for me, and it's so funny because the only reason I see it now is because I see it in other leaders and I think you know what I'm about to say yeah (laughs) I see it in other um amazing leaders in our team but certain actions certain things said done now with like wisdom if you want to call it that or hindsight I'm like oh my god I used to do that and you're just like stop just stop doing it but you can't tell someone when they're wrong and you can't tell someone what to do you can't shoot in them so I just think about like when I was first 
growing in business, um, our mentors did a really good job of never making us feel wrong about anything, which I have so much respect now as someone who has been in business for five years because the old me would want to just say to someone like, you can't do that, that's wrong, like you're doing it wrong or you've got to do it like this. Like, But they just did such a good job of just letting us make the mistakes. Um, so that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> and so when so that was your lesson in leadership, just letting people make their mistakes? No. Like what, was it, what, was, what was the mistake that – what was that you're witnessing leaders do now that you're like, I did that yeah. and that was – Yeah, sorry, I digress. Um, (laughs) So one of the biggest things that I used to do was I was really competitive. Like I wanted to be the best. I wanted to be the fastest. I wanted to be the strongest. I wanted to be, you know, the one that stood out. And that was what drove me actually in the first few years. And I don't regret being like that because it certainly got me to where I am today. But now my whole positioning on that has so changed. And I think maybe as you get older or as you are in business for longer, it doesn't become important anymore. But what I see now is people, and exactly what I did was I just, I just thought my way was the only way. And then I would get really frustrated when other people would disagree or people would you know like let's say they'd leave my business they'd leave the team and because they didn't align with whatever my vibe my language or the way we were doing things and back then I was like like what the hell like who are they don't they know what they're missing out on now in hindsight I realized oh my goodness leadership comes with this crazy skill that you're never told about where you have to learn how to talk to people effectively. Everyone has a different personality. Everyone has a different love language. Everyone learns differently. People are inspired and and motivated by different things. So back then I didn't know that and didn't see that. I just thought my way was the only way. And I think um, it was perfect to be that way because I attracted a certain tribe of people. But now... I look back and I'm like, wow, well now I'm like open to everyone and I'm learning how to talk to people more and read them and understand what different personality types are and love languages and learning types and empathy. I think it comes down to empathy. Back then I didn't have any empathy. I was just like, fuck it. Like, excuse my French, but I was, I was like, screw it. Like if you, if you don't deal with this and you don't like you don't get it, then you don't get it. But now it's different. Does that even make sense? Yeah, no, it doesn't. There's lots of little lessons in that, but I can totally, yeah, reflect on that part of our journey in, in leadership. But I think I wish I had that graph in front of us that we got showed of the, do you remember the different phases of leadership? And yeah. we're kind of chuckling upon reflection of where we've seen ourselves as like <laughs> a baby and then as an adolescent that can't be told. And then teenager, a teenager, what was it? And then you kind of come back. It's like a full life circle where you get knocked off your high horse and it kind of grounds you a little bit and you're like, oh, I don't actually know everything. And mum and dad were right, whoever like your leaders yeah. or your mentors are, and you kind of come back and you're willing yeah. to learn. Well, it's kind of, yeah, it's like, I love that analogy. When you think about like when you're like up to seven year old, seven years old, everything's fun. Everything's like, I'll do that, I'll play. And then you get into like teenager where you're like, I'm the best. 
my parents don't know what they're talking about. No one else knows what they're talking about. My way or the highway. Yeah, like I know, I know what's funky. I know what's working. I'm the trendy teenager. Yeah. Mum and dad are old fashioned. They got no idea. Yeah, I'm here to create waves. I'm here to revolutionize shit, you know? And then from teenager to like, I guess like your early 20s, that's where you start to have like appreciation for your parents and you're like, actually, I need them. Yeah, they were right. Oh, I wish. Oh, they told me about this. Oh, tail between oh, your legs. Oh. I don't want to do it by myself anymore. Can I? Can, can, can you help? <laughs> and then you get into your thirties, and you like, I freaking love my parents. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that's so, business. And I think we're laughing if you guys are listening to this, obviously, because <laughs> we've been there. We can see ourselves at every little stage. We look back and we're like, oh, we're so sorry for when we were bratty teenagers. Yeah. Because when you're in the thick of it, like you're just inspired. And I know we say like. You don't try not to use the word hustling, but you are because you are so inspired Like you're working really hard and you've got your blinkers on and you don't take advice or lessons or wisdom from people who have gone before you because you're like, I know what I'm doing. I'm in flow. Like, this is my jam. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I think when I look back on my, the, the, I don't even know, like, I don't know if you call it the graduation through leadership, but that space that we were in we were so on fire we was yeah. we were so but we we're so excited and passionate and like yeah you either come with us or don't we don't care like we're going yeah. here you can come for the journey um but in the process of that what I remember is just and I think your mum actually pulled us up on this it was on a team training and she was like just your language like mm. how we were talking to our team it was coming across in our communication because don't get me wrong like we had the best intentions like we Mm. we want people to have success we wanted people to feel like they're at home but because we were so we were working really hard and we were having great success and we're in massive momentum we're trying to tell people how it was but we were shooting on people yeah and and we lost a lot of good people yeah we We, did we lost a lot of good people because of that and also because we weren't not were we only shooting on people, but we forgot that everyone joins, especially our our profession network marketing for different reasons. So if they didn't want to go at the pace that we did, or they didn't want to be teachable, then we just didn't have time for them. We're like, yeah. right, well, if you don't want to learn from me, then what are you doing? Yeah. And I don't think we had enough leadership experience to realize how we, because some of that stuff's right, but you can communicate that a lot differently. And I think what I learned from that point in in leadership, I remember it was a really big aha for me. And I remember teaching my, my leaders this because then I saw my leaders doing it. I'm like, oh, why are they doing that? I'm like, well, they learn it from somewhere. And that communication was a mirror of how I'd spoken to them and they thought that was okay. And I was like, now I'd seen it, someone else doing it. I'm like, no, yeah. like I could see the ripple effects. And I think I remember thinking, okay, what's my intention? Like, what do I actually want these people, my team to do or my the people that I'm working with to do? And if you've got staff, if you're a business owner of a traditional business listening to this, what do I want my team to do after this call? What's my outcome? Mm. And when I was reflecting on that, I was like, well, I want them to feel like good. Like I want them to feel valued. I want them to feel like I appreciate them. I want them to feel like whether they do a little or a lot that they're loved and they've got a home here. Yeah. And I know when I feel good, I do good. Yeah. And so I was like, well, if you want, and obviously my intention after that call is I want more productivity. <laughs> like yeah. I want more output. So I was like, well, if I want them to go and be inspired and to do more work and achieve their goals and achieve their dreams, talking down to them, shooting on them, telling them mm. what they're doing wrong is not going to achieve my outcome. So I was like, once I realized, okay, when people do good, they feel, when they feel good, they'll do good. And if you keep thinking about what my outcome is, and every time I hopped on a leadership call where I had to coach someone or 
was trying to help someone who maybe wasn't getting the results in their business and I knew why, but I couldn't shoot on them. Just kept thinking, how do I want them to feel after this call? And then I would try and modify my communication to get the outcome. Yeah. So I think if you guys are in that level of leadership and you feel like you're shooting on people and you're getting frustrated in your team, think about what's the outcome and how can you make someone step off that call or step away from that conversation feeling inspired and good so then they go and yeah produce what you want them to produce. Yeah, yeah. and I think that comes like part of the whole communication thing as well. I mean it's pretty easy for you to know why someone isn't having success. Like, you know, someone comes whinging to you, they've got all the excuses under the sun and it would be very easy to say, well, maybe you're not getting the results in your business because like you're just making up a whole BS bunch of excuses. Like that's why you're not having the success, right? It's like, you just so want to say it, but that's not leadership. Leadership is... Because everybody has the inner wisdom. That's something I've learned as well. Everybody has their own answer to their problem, their own solution. So your job as mentor, coach, leader, whatever it is that you are, your job is to tease out by asking really great questions so that they figure it out on their own. So like a perfect example is someone saying, you know, oh, I can't go and invest in myself and do that, that one day personal development day of course or whatever, because, um, I can't afford it. And I've got a birthday party, let's just say. And in your head, you're like, well, that's why your business sucks because (laughs) You're (laughs) you're not prioritizing your business or yourself and you're not organized with your funds and blah, blah, blah. Like it could all come out. You could easily be like, well, that's why you suck. And that's why you always will, but you can't say that. And that's that like old Shani was, would have been like, well, don't you think that maybe you should like not go and maybe you should invest in yourself? Like I was such a brat, but I guess that's how you like, you fall on your face, you learn the mistakes, someone turns around, gets really upset with you, tells you off for talking to them a certain way. And you're just like, whoa, what just happened there? And I can think of so many situations. Like I remember this was like one of my most heartbreaking moments in leadership, I think. And it was where I learned that I've got to be really mindful of my words Hozzy's being a guard dog in the background. Um, So I had a really good friend who joined the business and she was all in, like came to our Bali retreat, was like flew up to the Gold Coast and came to some events that we held here. She didn't live here. Um, And she was crushing it. And then she was having some struggle with recruiting team and it was almost like that just cemented in her that, you know, she can't do this or whatever, whatever she started to believe it started to come to fruition for her. And then one day she called me and she was just like, Shan, I love you. And I see how passionate you are about this business, but I'm out. Like, I just can't do it anymore. And it was so out of the blue. And I remember being so emotional about it. I was like, why? Like, no, like, why are you quitting? Like, what's going on? And She just sent me this really long audio um, just saying how she was having some really hard times at home and with her partner and, you know, like life was hectic and this on top of that just wasn't helping and she was broke and all this stuff and she was like, I'm just out. And I think I thought the right thing to do at the time was to give her a pep talk about 
how she can do how she can do it and she can do whatever she wants and puts her mind to and she's better than this and this isn't the person that I know like the person that I know would get shit done and so that was the type of language that I you know spoke to her with and this was someone who is a friend as well and that conversation just totally went the wrong way like didn't go the way I had planned I had planned that my pep talk would inspire her to give it another go but what happened was I didn't think about her I wasn't empathetic I wasn't compassionate I put my emotions before her so I was emotional because I was like no my team member's about to leave whereas I should have flicked the switch and been like oh my god are you okay like what's going on at home I had no idea um how long has that been going on like I should have been a friend But even if she wasn't a friend outside of business, I still should have been a friend, you know, and I think that's what also comes in leadership. Like we have to sometimes learn when to take the business hat off and be a freaking human. Yeah. And so she left and I remember she wrote back, actually, yeah, she wrote back and she's like, I can't even audio you because I'm just bursting in tears at your message. Like I'm so upset that you've spoken to me like this and it was horrible. Like it was like the worst. And that was probably about three years ago. And I remember sitting with Maddie being like, oh my God, I've stuffed this up. Like, what do I say back? I wish I could take it all back. I didn't mean to upset her and had the best intentions, just didn't know how to deal with that situation. And that's, I guess what we're saying, hey, with leadership, you just most of us you've got to learn as you go and it's not pretty Mm. and it hasn't I don't think it's got any easier since then we've got better at certain aspects of it and you learn from it but like we're saying it's another level another devil and I think even something I struggle with that is the girls that join our team end up becoming friends like so um, they end up becoming family and so something that served me really well and I still stuff it up a lot if there's someone who's listening to this and you can this helps you but just asking the girls hey like just checking and I'm putting my friend hat on right now. What are your plans for Saturday? <laughs> or, yeah. hey, I'm just checking as your mentor right now, just seeing is everything okay with business this week? Is there anything I can do to help? Um, and sometimes when someone talks to you or says something like that, just asking, do you want me to be here and give talk to you right now as a friend or as your coach? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that works well with your partners too, guys. If you've got, if you're having an event to your hobby and you're like, um, I just need you to listen right now or do I need you to fix my problem? But sometimes just having that difference and getting them to, to tell you what support looks like yeah. so we don't stuff it up because <laughs> we do have the best intentions. Sometimes we run in there because we want to fix it. We want to give them the solutions. We want to give them the pet talk like, hey, I was there and I could do this. Yeah. When they're really just asking for you to hold space for them and just respect them right now. Yeah. Definitely have gotten better at that over time. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. What's been one of your biggest lessons? It's probably something you just spoke on then or touched on and something I'm still challenged with Um the difference between coaching and mentoring because mm. I am, as you guys, we'll talk about personalities in sec two because I think that's a really interesting conversation, but I'm a red, if you guys don't know and haven't picked up already. I'm very direct. I like getting shit done. I don't like waffle. Um, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> so that's been really hard work with different personalities within the business. But because of that, when somebody, what I used to struggle with, and I still do, I think I've got a little bit better, but still something I've got to work on is hopping on calls with team and like you said being really quick to fix their problems and rather than being like you know what leaders don't give answers yeah. like you've actually got to actually good questions like hey so what's going really well for you right now and what are you challenged with and oh like what's the truth in that and, and if you could do one thing if you knew what the answer would be what would it be and yeah because I'm just like well what 
in my head, I'm like, this is a waste of 20 minutes of my time. Like, yeah. why do you have to be on a call for you to have your answer? Like, I don't need to ask you these questions here. <laughs> like, it just, that just it feels so annoying to me. Or I'm like, yeah. if you want to hop on a call with me, do you want me to help you? Yeah. But really, they don't need you to give them advice. Like you said, everyone's got the wisdom and a really good leader. And that's the difference between mentoring and coaching, by the way, guys. Mentoring is giving them advice. Yeah. Mentoring. Like you've been there before, you know, you have the answer. But a lot of girls actually, despite us being their mentors, they don't want to be mentored. Mm-hmm. They want to be coached. And it's funny because coaching is where you ask good questions and they come up with the answers. And you'd think that would be easier because you're not giving advice. They're coming up with it. That takes so much more energy and discipline to coach than it does to mentor because you've got to zip your mouth. You've got to be really strategic in the questions that you ask and hoping to help them find out the answers that they need. So yeah, just because my my personality type and my automatic thing is let's make this call quick. Let's find out. I'll tell me what your problem is. I'll fix it for you. Let's get off this call. (laughs) That's not what you need. You need to hold space and coach. And that is challenging for me because it pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've turned into a red. <laughs> no no way. Know. No way. I'm a white. For so, anyone who's done that personality Maybe we should test. talk into it because I think yeah. that's something that did really help is learning about the different personalities. And so yeah. there's so many different personality tests you can do, guys. But one of the ones that helped me was like the color code. There's only there's four colors. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. So there's – on. Probably not going to do a very good job at this. Maybe you can jump in at places. But for a red is someone who's very direct. Um, they're very dominant. <laughs> what else can you add about reds? Just... Um, you're okay. So you don't like to waste time. You just get shit done. More we're not than very. We're else. not very socialized. Like we can socialize, but I don't really like socializing. Yeah. Really proud as well. That was one of the. I was actually. I have two reds on my team at the moment that butted heads a few weeks ago, and I was like, girls, these are your personality traits. So I do know these off the top of my head because I was going through them the other week. But um, your ways like. Your way is your way. Stubborn. Stubborn, yeah. But you also have really great quality traits. Like you get stuff done very quickly. You don't procrastinate. Um, yeah, just... We just do as in direct. I can yeah. try to give you a couple of words. and it's Because once I see this, you'll probably be able to find people in your team or within your staff that you already kind of see those traits in. Um, blues are people who... Very they're very emotional. emotional. They, they talk yeah. about their feelings. And when you hop on a call, you've really, you can't... So if you're a red, if you hop on a call, I'll ask, I want feedback. I'm like, what do I got to do? Tell yeah. me, I'll go do it. A yeah. blue, if they ask you, what do I do? Don't tell them what to do. No. They'll cry. <laughs> they need you to fluff them up and tell them how special they are and make them feel loved. And they need the community. Um, so they're the loved ones who love all the events. And just guys are not patronizing either. No one's right or wrong, but it's just so you know how to communicate with different people. Yeah. So a yellow is someone who's very social. Like, social. Like, <laughs> They're all about the vibe. Who's they, there? We're going to have fun. Yeah. Um, they want to be like the center of attention. Very outgoing usually. Yeah. They're usually the one that's like, they're the life of the party. Yeah. So to speak. And then you got the whites. You got Shen. Who's <laughs> like, you, my dad's a white too actually. So Is I'm he? like, yeah. He was just very like poised. <laughs> I always think of you like this freaking unicorn. Like you're really good at being a charmeleon and blending. A charmeleon, in. a chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> you blend in and you're like, you, it feels like you've got this really good emotional intelligence where you can just be poised and you don't give your shit away. Really? I feel like that's what a white is. That's how I can pick a white. 
I think a white, um, like they usually think before they speak. So that's why sometimes I feel like I take ages to say something because I'm actually thinking about what I'm going to say first. I think whites as well. Um, I actually can't remember all of like the work traits in whites. You're very observant. So they're usually the people that are really watching um, and you think that they're not there, but they're actually taking it all in. That's right, actually. Yeah, they, they look like they're not paying attention, but they actually are. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll do... We did a really bad job of explaining all those, but... I feel like sometimes if you just do it really quickly, it's the easiest way for you to judge because you, you actually... I'm pretty sure if you think of anyone in your circle right now, you'd be able to work out which one of the four that they are. Totally, yeah. Just by those quick descriptions. But, yeah, we'll pop in the show notes so you can do the test yourself because it's interesting because once you know, it's pretty quickly to find know who in your team is what. Yes. So you know how to inspire them and you know how to help them. Yeah. Especially within business, which is obviously a yeah. business podcast. Like with my girls on my team who are reds, I know that if they do something, if they're wanting to create some momentum or success in their business, I literally can jump on a call with them and have like a 20 minute business chat and be like, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. That's the other thing. You guys like being told what not to do and you don't get offended or upset. Whereas if someone like a blue, for example, you cannot tell them when they've done something wrong. You literally take constructive feedback. No, (laughs) you could never say to a blue, well, you probably could have done it this way instead because they will cry, which is fine. But there's a way how to lead a blue and that is by talking their language and that's by giving them like for example a compliment sandwich like you did this so well I was so proud of you like how do you feel about yourself are you proud about that yep awesome how do you think that um you could improve so that next time you have a better outcome or like a a bigger outcome you let them answer the question and then so it's yeah totally different conversation to, yeah. from a red to a blue. I think example. you've done so well. Actually, if I can give you a compliment over the last 12 <laughs> months, I think you've done so well at growing in that area. And I think that's what we're talking about earlier. The hardest part of leadership is learning how to work with people that aren't your colour. And that's yeah. what leadership is. It's You've got to work with people from all races and all walks of life. Yeah. And at the start, it was really easy for us to have success because we were just attracting people that were, worked and communicated like us. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to grow a big business, you'd be able to be able to communicate, lead, inspire, support people from all the different Everywhere. colors. So I find it really easy to work with other reds. I'm like, give me all the reds. But as soon as yeah. I have someone else on my team, I'm like, I'm working consciously, like I said, on the communication. But if I'm honest, it still triggers me internally. I'm like, oh, why can't they yeah. just get this call finished with? Or why can't they just... Like, I'm just yeah. like, tell me how it is. Let's get shit done. Let's move on. <laughs> Whites and reds work really well together too. I think that's why I love you so much. <laughs> why I love you too. And I think that's why anyone that's red on... So so I actually make all my leaders take this test and I have their color written down. And every time someone gets a red, I'm like, yes. <laughs> but not because... I, it's not that it came out really wrong. It's not because I don't think yellows and blues are great. They are. Everyone has their amazing qualities. Um, you just work really well with reds. I just, yeah, whites and reds just work really well together because of their traits. So definitely do the test. And then there's a PDF document that comes with that that shows you what, um, how that colour works great, how that colour doesn't work great. And how you can do better, which is yeah. what leadership's all about. Yeah, and how to talk to them, what not to say to them. Yeah, mm. it's really good. Hey guys, Lozzie here. I'm just going to quickly interrupt this episode because I am so excited to share with you my new book, Life Above Zero. 
It's a book based in psychology and science, specifically written for women who feel overwhelmed yet unfulfilled and are seeking help to find their clarity and happiness. Women who want to be empowered with the tools to master their mindset, to overcome self-sabotage and create a life, business or career they love in alignment with their values and inner truth. I wanted to save you tens of thousands of dollars, years of your time, energy and heartbreak, studying psychology, getting a degree, attending personal development weekends and seminars, and hours scrolling online looking for the right person to help. So here it is. I have condensed everything I've learned personally and professionally from working with people, their psychology, and their mindset over the last decade, and put it into a beautiful book you can enjoy and make your way through at your own pace. I share personal stories throughout so you can find comfort in knowing you're not broken, crazy, or alone in what you're going through. I cry and laugh with you, and you know you can always rely on me for that tough, lozzy love in there too. If you're not a big reader and would rather have me read it to you on your morning walk or on the daily commute to work, or whilst you're sipping on that wine making dinner, then don't worry, you can also get my book on Audible. If you click on the link in the show notes, you'll be able to grab yourself a copy. And if you head over to my website, www.lifeabovezero.com.au and sign up to my newsletter, you can even have the first chapter sent to you for free while you wait for your copy to arrive in the mail. Make sure you tag me in yours when it arrives. I love seeing it in your hands and hearing what you guys are taking from it. Remember, there is life above the baseline. There is life above zero and you deserve to live it. Now, let's get back to talking business. So for today, I wonder how long we've been talking for. We're just having a good old chat, guys. Hope this is serving you. <laughs> We're at about the 30-minute mark. Look at us go. Um, so if we look more recently, I think that's probably got us up to, I reckon, the last year. I mm-hmm. think that's probably – would you think – is there any other leaderships that got you before 2020 came along? Um, well, actually, this year, like – Oh, I love John Maxwell so much. I was reading and really like consuming his stuff at the beginning of the year when COVID happened because I could sense that I was going to need to be a new level of me. And I've had a really big business goal all year as well. So I was already looking at, well, for me to reach that goal, what does that level of me act like? What does she consume? What does she like who is she? So I was really curious about how to be a better leader at the beginning of the year. And then COVID hit and I was like, yeah, wow, I'm going to really have to step it up because all of a sudden I had to inspire a team of people who were not feeling very sure or stable or didn't have much faith and were going through some pretty heavy stuff with like lockdown and all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, it could have been really easy for our business to have flopped this year, I think. Do you remember that call we had at the beginning of the year? We got everyone on the call and we were just like, this is going to be our year to help people massively. Like, we have an incredible business and a product that not only helps people up-level their health, but the opportunity for people to earn extra income. And I think, like... I had to do a lot of reading and research for that call. I remember like getting all pieces of information from everywhere. I read so many like articles and books and listened to podcasts to put that call together for the team so that I could bring it because a lot of people were like, oh gosh, like everyone's lost their job. Um, This year is not like when COVID first hit, everyone was freaking out about business. And I had to 
get myself in a state of, well, no, it's not. It's actually going to be really great. We can actually make this year the best year ever. And this is how we're going to do it. So I think just like that in itself, like that was, that was a really big step for me because for like a slither of a second, I wasn't sure what this year was going to be like, but I decided to change my story so that my team could be inspired to also change their story. And I think that had a big, like that was a big shift for me this year. It's where I realized like, however I think and communicate and show up is how my team is going to as well. So I've got to be really mindful of how I show up. Yeah. And I think that, I think that's probably the general trend for a lot of leaders this year. And I think that's the whole point of leadership. People don't do what you say, they do what you do. Yeah. So being really conscious of the energy that we brought this year and the way that we communicated and how we showed up in our own certainty and conviction. Yeah. Um, I think if anything, we had to be more excited this year, more certain this year, more passionate yeah. this year, um, and not. And what I mean by that is without the hype, like actually being probably more vulnerable this year about what our opportunity really is and what the numbers yeah. really look like and what this can actually be to give people a new level of belief in the network marketing profession, but just to show people what it can really be and how to do it well and more professional. So I think we, I think we did that really well this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as well, like when you act as if the person that you see yourself being, like that's where the magic really unfolds. But some really great books. I, I just love John Maxwell, All Things Leadership. There was a really good podcast we listened to recently as well. What was that? It had a guy with the Navy SEALs in it, I'm pretty sure. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes because yeah, that, was, that a really was a good one. one. That was a good one. But if, I think if you're wanting to be a better leader... Um, surround yourself with people who are also wanting to be better leaders. Actually, that would be my last tip. One of my lessons that I've learned is have someone you can word vomit to. Yes. And this is, it's interesting because it's not just even, it's my husband has his own traditional business and has his own staff and like leaders and business owners and CEOs, they're still human. Mm. Like you can trigger them, you can piss them off. We've just got to get really good at regulating our emotions so you don't see it. Yeah. And if you don't have somebody that you can go vent to, I guess we always say in ours, if you've got a problem, you go upline. You don't yeah. You don't bitch to your team. You don't sook to your team. You don't complain to your team. You go mm. up. And I think Shen's been my saving grace because there's been – and that's something we've learned. I think we used to do it to each other. Like, hey, <laughs> I'm frustrated. I'm about to send this voice message. Can you just vet it first? Like, yeah. But no, breathe. <laughs> don't go send back, it. Go back in an hour because of the thing that happened with your one of your teamies. Like, we just got – we learned. There's things that you say – in the moment, which had the best intention, but yeah, the energy behind it is just off. Is off, yeah. and so sometimes you can have someone that's going to help you through leadership with those difficult conversations, and have someone you can talk to before you have them to make sure that your intention is being communicated the way you want it to be received. Mm. I think that's really important because it, as the, the I don't know, the higher you go up in leadership, the more difficult conversations get. I think, yeah. and more uncomfortable. Just having someone to coach you through it to make sure that you're delivering it well will be a saving grace. I'll never forget the time I got a a letter about everything I was doing wrong. (laughs) And the first thing I did was, okay, rather than reply back to this, I'm going to go to my mentors. (laughs) Do you remember that? Yeah. And I think it was the best thing I did because first I got to have a whinge. I got to like get it all out. I got to 
just like have my own little pity party about how shit this is and how like they don't understand how much work I do and they don't understand this and they're not taking responsibility and blah, blah, blah. And then after I had my bitch (laughs) and my moan, um, I felt so good getting that off my chest. I think, um, who calls it the shitty first draft? Someone calls it the shitty first draft where you like when you're feeling something, write it all out or get it off your chest. And then once you've done that, like it never, no one ever sees it. I don't know if this is the podcast to do it, but something that I think you, someone taught you, I think it was Nima that I think is actually well, that I think would be something that'd be worthy of handing on to other leaders was how do you restore integrity? Like once oh, you've done yes. or said something that you wish you could maybe take back, how do you go about restoring integrity with that person? Yeah, this wasn't a, a beautiful five-step process that um, a friend taught us and I've used it several times. And yeah, well, let's talk about it. I can give it, I can talk about it in a nutshell. So restoring integrity is when you have done something, said something, and the other person's upset, whether you've actually done or said something that was hurtful or they've just made a story up in their head. Your intention of going into that conversation is to restore the integrity with them and so that you can get it back to where it was. Um, And so I can't think of the five steps off the top of my head, but the whole thing is no one's right or wrong and you really have to go into the conversation with an open heart and open mind and so the first step is reach and it has to be all done either face to face or over the phone you cannot text it email it message it voice message it it has to be a a conversation and um, the first step is saying you know I really want to have an important conversation with you The story I've made up in my head is this. So you then, you literally tell them everything you feel, like I'm just going to make something up. Um, The story in my head that I've made up is that I've done something wrong and I don't know what I've done. And because of whatever I've done, you've now started to distance yourself from me. And I sense that there's an energy there that blah, 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 like whatever you want to say. Um... The second step is then saying, once you get it all off your chest, saying, how has it been for you? And then your job is to just shut your mouth, you zip it, and you do not interject, you do not justify, you do not tell your side of the story, you don't make them wrong, you don't make them right, you just sit there and listen. And like, I think this is one of the skills that leaders need to have and really need to work on is actually listening, like presently being there and not thinking about the next thing they're going to say, just actually soaking in every word that someone says. So just listening to what that person's side of the story is. And oh my God, every time I've done it, it's been so shocking to hear like what the other person's side of the story is. Um, So you do the thing, you listen. And then the third step is saying how, um, what is it? The third step is saying, what can I do to restore integrity with you? So you do not say, cool, thank you so much for letting me know all that stuff. By the way, that, you know, that thing that you said about this, this is actually what I meant by that or trying to justify anything. You just, you do not, you just don't go there. The point is to actually restore integrity. It's not to make excuses, whatever. 
So when you say, wow, oh my goodness, I had no idea that's what it was like for you. What can I do to restore integrity with you? All of a sudden, the conversation becomes about the other person and what you can do to serve them. So um, whatever, step four is whatever they say that they need you to do, you have to do. Um, but the one of the rules is don't justify anything, right? So I remember when I did this for the first time with someone, she just sent like... She just sent me to town. (laughs) She was like, oh my God, all these things that she had made up in her head. Um, You know, you didn't say happy birthday to me on my birthday this one year, like three years ago and blah, blah, blah. Like it was full on. And I remember like like Nima's head in the back of my head being like, whatever you do, don't justify anything. Because all I wanted to be like was like, oh my God, I gave you that gift. Like I gave you the present, but I didn't. I was just like, whatever. Um... And then I said to her, how can, how can I restore integrity with you? And she said back to me, I want you to explain why you did all those things. <laughs> so she actually asked Ask me to, to justify. justify. So that's the only exception to the rule. If someone says to you that the thing I need you to do is to justify it all or explain, then you do it. But some people might say something like, well, I need you to be more present with me or I need you to catch up with me once a week. I need you to call me once a week. I need you to show me that you care by doing this or that and you freaking do it like whatever they say you do um and then the fifth step I it's just totally slipped my mind um oh it's something to do with like moving forward so like I guess it's like making a statement of like are we good can we move forward from here can we have it back to normal so that's it restoring integrity I've used it several times both in business and out of business and um, it has actually restored all relationships. Maybe we can pop it in the show notes and in a downloadable PDF for this week as well. Yeah, that would be really good. I've got the notes written somewhere, so yeah, we can do that. I think this is going to be a good episode just to share with our own leaders because like, it's stuff I think you don't learn until you're in the thick of it and you've got to learn it. I don't think there's a way you can jump the queue in leadership. You, no. you learn it in the trenches and it's all so necessary. Like it's... It's like I think about the like the caterpillar and like you go on that ugly cocoon with become like a butterfly. Yeah. Still not a butterfly, guys. I'm not claiming I've got my shit together. Nah, no way. But the cocoon is uncomfortable and it isn't pretty. It's dark. It's dark. It's and like, there's times where I'm like, I don't want to have this conversation. I don't want to do this. I just want to be that everyone's friend. Um, but yeah, that's that's leadership. leadership. It's so worth it though. It is. It's hard, but it's worth it. The rewards you reap from it is um yeah it's pretty awesome it just makes you be a better person i think at the end of the day leadership is just you're getting really good at communicating yeah um and it's not something you're really taught to do so we hope this has served you guys if there's someone Mm. that you think needs to hear it whether it's someone in your team it's someone in your office um that's actually want don't just say hey you need to get better at leadership and give it to them if someone's open to learning and is wanting to become a better leader maybe suggest this podcast definitely share it and um yeah we we just want you guys to know that we're not perfect and we're still learning and probably listen to this podcast in 10 years from now being like huh we had no idea even then so we just want to share our story (laughs) cool yay wow what an amazing episode i hope you're feeling inspired after that conversation and empowered to make some changes and choices in your life now 
Don't forget to let us know if you loved this episode. Please give us a five-star review. It really helps us know that we're on track with serving you guys and also majorly supports our channel. And you may even be in the running to be the shout-out of the week. Every week on Instagram, we share one of our reviews with our network. So please be sure to leave your Instagram handle or your website in your review so we can share you with our amazing community. If you head over to the link in our bio on Instagram at Babes Talking Business, you can get access to so many of our goodies, including the link to our bib shop. It's a crazy cute online merchandise shop that donates 100% of profits to a non-for-profit charity every month. So head over and check out who we're donating to this month and get yourself something super cute to wear. You can also find in our Instagram bio our books. You can get your hands on Life Above Zero by Lauren Kerr or The Four Year Career with Shani Thompson. Both super easy reads and incredible books to help you expand and evolve in even deeper ways. Now, don't forget to head over to the show notes. You can check out any of the links or the books or the references we mentioned in this episode. And before we go, we just want to say thanks so much for being here, for committing to being the best version of you and for showing up for you today. You are freaking amazing. Now, If you think that there is someone in your life that could really benefit from this episode, while you're feeling super inspired, please hit the share button and send them this episode right now. And the reason we're asking you to share the love is because you get what you give. And the more that you give and inspire, the more you get in return. Head over to www.babestalkingbusiness.com to check out all of our other podcasts. And we just want to say we are sending you so much love and we hope to see you soon.